Today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we discuss if the Charlotte Hornets can salvage what has otherwise been a bad road trip out west. Again, today with David Walker joining us fun Friday on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> How are things going for our Hive Live, Doug? Everything good? Starting it's off right? Fine. It's fine. The, <laughs> our, our, our systems here are ready for Christmas break. Yeah, I think I am too, to be honest with you. I'm sorry if I don't bring my A game. I'm playing another road game. I'm kind of doing a Lockdown Hornets tour. I did my show in November, Thanksgiving break. I did it in Chicago. Why am I doing a tour of the Midwest? I don't know, but that's what I'm just deciding to do. Indianapolis. It's a lovely place. Yeah, well, People seem yeah, nice. And, and you found that out when you were asking questions about French Lick, no less. Yeah, you're going to get to go to French Lick and experience the casino resort possibly there, David. Are you excited? Not to see Larry Bird's birthplace, but to see right. the casino there. Has since been built there. Yeah, man, we're changing plans now. We were going to stay in Indianapolis <laughs> proper. We're flying right into Fritch Lake now. <laughs> from from all farm country to now having a casino and an airport, French Lake is on the biggest come up. You think, you think, Jor- you think Jordan's been there? Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, Larry, if he challenged him, he took it personally and then he flew yeah. into the airport and then they had a one on one battle out on the, the, the barn basket that was put up there that he practiced so much on. It's Lockdown Hornets. We're part of the Lockdown podcast network it's your team every day local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network and thanks for making locked on hornets your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms i'm on twitter at walker mail doug doug branson loh david david b walker and the show handles on twitter at locked on hornets thanks to truebill by the way for sponsoring this episode it's the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep Let's talk about if the Hornets can salvage this thing, guys, because it's been a rough trip out west once again. They're one in five, uh, one in four right now. They have a chance to go two and four if they beat the Denver Nuggets. The line is two and a half. Surprised me. Don't know if that surprised you guys. Denver only fifteen and fifteen. I get that, but I, the, the Hornets being that close to the line, I think that's pretty interesting. Hopefully they'll score a lot of points because you know they're going to give up a decent amount too, especially to a guy like Nikola Jokic, who is a nightmare matchup for really anybody, but especially a team that hasn't had a good post defender in quite a while. David, we'll start with you for this fun Friday, man. Do you think that the Hornets have a real possibility of getting a win tonight? And do you think two and four should be considered salvaging a road trip? On this one, yes. Uh, anything they can salvage going out of this <laughs> yeah. hellscape of a schedule and disaster scenarios is a win. You know, I think you what you want to see is carryover from that end of that Jazz game, right? The way they fought back, the way they actually played some defense, the way they seemed to find themselves uh, at the end of that game or in the last three quarters or so. That's all you can hope for because, like you said, Joker is a nightmare matchup. He's been waiting for the Hornets since they left Charlotte like a week ago. Just waiting for him and his brothers have been waiting outside the arena for the Hornets to arrive. That's so, a scary picture. Yeah, the Hornets are going to have to get back to their scoring ways, right? I mean, let's face it. That's where they were finding a lot of their success. That's what they were hanging their hat on, the number one scoring team in the league. So hopefully some of those shots start falling again. And some of these guys that you know were in and out of COVID protocol – Hopefully they can just get back to normal uh, consistency-wise and uh, score the basketball because that's what they're going to need to do against the Nuggets. And honestly, man, I hope you know the Joker and some of those other guys have a, a bit of an off night. I mean, not to paint a bleak picture, but yeah, it's, it's a tall task. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it would be salvaging the road trip, and I'm not so terribly surprised by the line. I mean, the Denver's at home, so they're getting a few points, but I think these teams are are generally evenly matched. Um, Denver does not score a lot of points. They've they've got a few players in the protocol. They've got Michael Porter um, like double probation because he's recovering from the injury mm-hmm. and he's in the protocol. Uh, Bowles in the protocol. They've got several injuries. Obviously, they're missing Jamal Murray uh, from his uh, injury recovery. Uh, so there's there's not a lot of like firepower on this yeah. team. If the Hornets can shoot well, I think they're going to give themselves a nice shot. Uh, also, Denver's on the second night of a back to back. They right. lost That's- to Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So I can I can see where Vegas is like, hey, this might be a sneak win for the Hornets. Yeah, you mentioned the second night of a back to back. I think even more so than that, it's the fact that the Charlotte Hornets have a lot of rest under their belt now because they had a brutal back to back playing Phoenix and then Utah. I mean that that's about as bad as it gets playing two teams in a row. But now they've had three days rest. They played at the beginning of the week, able to rest quite a bit. Going into a game that you do have the high altitude thing coming at you once again, that's rough, but three days rest is going to certainly help against the Nuggets, and you need everything you can get to try to go two and four, bring this back home. Two and four, yeah. 100%, man. Like I I am, I told oh, yeah. you at the beginning of this road trip, if you found a way to just get a couple of victories, then I will take that all day. I thought maybe you would win both of those games in the first three contests you played, but if you can sneak one out against Denver, that's fine too. Yeah. I don't. I don't even want a victory, honestly. I mean, I want a victory, oh. but I would say like less. <laughs> like obviously, obviously, I want them to win. But but what I would want even more than that, the what I want for Christmas from the Charlotte Hornets in this game against Denver is just hold a bad offensive team to under 110 points. Yeah. The Hornets yeah. have not held a team to under 110. Since before Thanksgiving, that game that they won against Orlando on the 23rd or the 24th of November. So please, Hornets, can you hold a bad offensive team to under 110? That's all I'm asking for. Do you give Joker, you know, a free reign tonight and just say, you know, you're going to get your 35, your 40, but we're not going to let the likes of Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, Monty Morris beat us. You know what I mean? I think the Hornets, for one, I mean, you know, it's like they're not going to stop him anyway. You know, unless he trips over himself and gets two offensive fouls, but that's not going to happen. I totally subscribe to that theory. And I, and I kind of, even in large picture, when you're facing a team that has such a star like that, allow them to get theirs and, and, and just don't let anybody else hurt you too bad. Because it's when the second score shows up in so many different games that allows that team to get the victory. And so if Nicola goes for 35, but nobody else gets you any points, I, I think that's an excellent way to try to get a win against the Denver Nuggets. And I don't know that the Hornets are going to have a lot of cho- uh, a lot of choice in the matter. Before that game against Oklahoma City, I have this stat here. Jokic uh, was averaging, over the last seven games before this game against Oklahoma City, he was averaging 27 points per game, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, shooting 59.2% from the field, 36.7% from three. In those seven games, he had four triple doubles and two games with seventeen plus rebounds. So, like, I don't, you know, maybe maybe let him score, but limit limit the assists. Try to well, limit and, those passing lanes. I mean, we all saw the viral video clip of Zach Lowe losing his mind against Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, saying it's asinine to think that this is a two man MVP race between Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Nikola Jokic dominates all of the advanced stats metrics. He has the counting stats to match, and then when he's on the floor, he did the one hundred 
possession stat where he's on the floor, they're like plus 14 or 16. And when he's off, they're like minus 14 or 16. It's a mind-blowing, brain-melting kind of stat when Jokic is on the floor. Can the Hornets keep that up? Can the Hornets, can they at least even just be a little bit worse than that when Nikola's on the floor, but also just not allow the non-Nikola lineups to destroy them? And I think there's a real possibility of that, and so that's something to look out for too. Yeah, and I think they've got to get off to a good start, you know, for one, uh, to just get that out yeah. of the way. But also, you look at these games where they're struggling, the, the arenas are dead. You know, this is the, the day before Christmas Eve. The Hornets are in town. Who knows what the energy is going to be like that in that building. They've got to create their own energy to start the game. And that starts on defense, but also starts with being aggressive and going to the basket and trying to get out ahead of things. You can't, can't. If they get down by 20 in the first tonight, I yeah, <laughs> we might as well just fly him early, honestly, against that offensive team, as you guys mentioned. So they've got to have a focused approach to this game and say, we're going to get out to a good start and, and generate some energy on their own and try and score the basketball. Because, man, you, you match it up. I mean, you're right, though. The firepower, it, it, it's heavily favored in, in the Hornets just with all the scores they have first with the Nuggets throw out there. Yeah, one more place to look in this Denver game is rebounding. Both of these teams, not very good defensive uh, rebounding teams. Um, they they rank, I think both of them are in the bottom five in defensive rebounding. But the Hornets uh, tend to be a, a decent offensive rebounding team. So I think the Hornets are going to try to crash the glass, get some second chance opportunities because this is a team, this Denver team is a team that you can um, easily outscore if you can manufacture a few second chance points. So uh, I think the Hornets will look to do that. I think LaMelo Ball, hopefully we can see another 17-rebound game. You need bounce backs from Terry. Uh, Gordon looks to be available for this game. Gordon Hayward desperately needs a good offensive game. I I'm going to look for him to be aggressive offensively too. So, um, But I think the Hornets have a shot, honestly. I, yeah, I came into this yeah. one a little worried. But I, I looking just kind of looking at where both teams are right now, I think this is as good a chance as any to pick up a win on this road trip. I think my favorite thing that took place, though, was the galaxy brain take that Doug said when he had, I don't even care if they win. And David, oh, that, that's it. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> it's a new evolved. It's the evolved Doug Branson. Well, because you, well, you, you know, you got David on Twitter. You got Stan Van Gundy on Twitter saying, you know, chalk this whole pre-Christmas schedule can up. We, so Yeah, can we talk? I mean, Stan Van, he's, he stepped on my, my, my point there a little did. bit. It took a day to kind of steal he my did. thunder. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah, it's unfortunate you guys it, yeah you know, speaking of nuggets stan van gundy hot nuggets for your face david walker has <laughs> hot nuggets for your face thanks to guys for joining us here in the chat tyler dickerson hopping on with us finally we get to play a team who's on the tail end of a back-to-back -back when we're rested amen to that kv mckinley finally made it to the live stream awesome kv thank you for joining us calvin lewis wants to see book night play some high minutes so we appreciate everybody listening Ooh, yeah. to locked yeah, on, on and uh we appreciate everybody hopping on with us doing this hive live show hey ask your questions we want to do questions in the third <laughs> segment so if you've got hornets questions or uh, Christmas questions. I want to do top three Christmas movies. I'd love to do that next segment. So if you've got Christmas movies that you love, throw them in the chat. We'll we'll get to those third segments. Last thing, real quick, guys. Sorry, and this is the last game for the Hornets of their road trip, and we've seen them have some success on previous trips, kind of getting back towards home. So maybe they can use that. I've I've done a total 180. They're definitely winning tonight. I don't know what oh, I said excellent. before. That's it's, it's a win. Chalk it up. I'm, I'm going to Fritch Lick <laughs> Sportsbook, putting money down the Hornets. By the way, we're hot. We're hive live on YouTube right now. Shout out to all these Russian bots. 
uh, Anahoka. We've got uh, some. This was like Bara <laughs> Benayeb. Um, they've both been blocked. Um, but uh, shout out. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. They're putting in some weird links, man. I feel like if you click on <laughs> don't that, click, you're only don't asking. Click no. them. What, what does this do? And click. No, thank you. No Russian bots. We are not falling for that. It's their, it's their Hornets Nuggets keys to the game, definitely. But... <laughs> that's, that, that's the access I want. I'm going to pay a subscription for that. I'm going to get the Russian bot plus. That's what I'm going to do. All right, you've been hearing me tell you about prize picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans only who use code NBA. Go to prizepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. It's all users that deposit and use the promo code NBA. They'll get $50 free if your first prize picks entry score a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also want to discuss Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You go to Russian bots for the power of knowledge, but you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. You can get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch. So you can get the latest episodes all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details we talk christmas movies we answer your questions coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets and would you, what i have liked to see a few more shards shards no i would not it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast all right we, some, we got some questions in the chat it's trade questions it's the hottest Ooh, yeah. topic surrounding the Charlotte Hornets team. And the first one is written in by Tyler Dickerson. And so we appreciate the question. We'll go to Miles Turner once again. Tyler writes in, this topic has been beaten to death for the last several seasons. It's true, but it's prevalent. After Miles Turner, who would you guys like to realistically see the Hornets trade for at the five spot? Now, this is putting us on the spot. I do have one answer I was kind of thinking of when I was traveling, listening to the Low Post podcast. I heard them talk about Nick Claxton. For the Brooklyn Nets, who defensively is somebody that can switch effortlessly so, defensive-minded, has like some flashes offensively that would leave you enticed. And if the Brooklyn Nets feel like they can use him as a trade piece and they, they have that ability to maybe send him out for, I don't know, who would be attractive to them on the Charlotte Hornets roster. You know, maybe you could trade... Uh, maybe that would be something you'd be willing to trade a younger player for. Like, I'm not even sure what that deal would look like. And I didn't even look at the, uh, the money. I don't have the payroll in front of me, but I was listening to that in my car thinking, yeah, you know what? If Nick Claxton were to truly be available and they were just kind of floating this out there, then maybe that would be somebody else. The Hornets could look into. I like that one because, as you mentioned, it feels like one that you didn't, you wouldn't have to give up as much or or, or like as known a quantity uh, to get someone back who could maybe be with you for you know the long run and mix in mm-hmm. with this with this core group. I think the I mean the other guy. I think it starts with Turner and it starts with this is more of like a home run swing. Um, a, a Christian Wood, <laughs> let's bring him home. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Um, I mean, he's out there. Who knows what the Rockets want to do? I think the numbers would be higher or the money would. But that's a, that's the other name. I think you start at the top there with those two guys and then work your way down. All right. So Claxton is in the final year of a three-year $4.2 million deal. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. money would be really easy for the Hornets to work out. The, the thing would be, are you confident right. that you could keep him? Because he apparently passed on a four-year $52 million extension um, to go into restricted free agency. So the Brooklyn Nets will be able to keep him if they if they want to. <laughs> the, question in, the question in my mind is, is, is Brooklyn allowed to trade anyone at this point? They're, they can't even get <laughs> on the floor. Lord. Like, I don't know. Yeah. How does, how does all of that work as we as we head into the trade? When are trades going to happen, guys? I mean, are people just uh, – like, we thought know. December 15th was going to be, you know, the Wild West, and obviously COVID changed all of that. But when the heck are people going to feel confident or, or comfortable, you know, putting trades out there and making them? They're going to – I guess they're going to have to at some yeah. point. I like I like Claxton. I like Wood. Are we like are we totally a hundred percent certain that Sabonis can't play defense at all? Like I mean, I think he, you know, it, right. what what if you just go Galaxy Brain and say let's get all right, we can't get Turner, let's get Sabonis, and we you we just, just you go, just go all, all in out on offense, one hundred and ten percent on offense. That, right, that's what, but I think you would improve somewhat defense. No, like I don't think you would get worse than what you have that, now. No, true. That that's absolutely true. He would help. He would help your defense a little bit just because you don't have anybody else. Offensively, it's interesting too because you know again this is going from you know like Zach Lowe kind of talking about this where you know he discussed D- Demontis Sabonis really having such an impact offensively as a ball mover, but he has to have the basketball in his hands more yeah. so at the top of the key. And then that does that mean taking the ball more out of Lamelo's hands, where he's not a stopper because he has six assists a game, but does he disrupt the flow that might? prohibit or at least make you hesitate if you're Golden State to trade for a Sabonis or even Charlotte who moves the ball really well like it's it's a Golden State light very very mm-hmm. light if you well, will I think at if, least if with you, that kind of ideology if you trade for Sabonis you have I think you have to trade a starter because somebody's gonna sure. lose lose the ball like between Bridges Hayward and Terry Rozier because I don't think Melo's gonna be hurt by anything Melo's gonna run this show with Sabonis or without Sabonis or with Turner or without Turner, it's always going to be Lamelo. This guy right here on my shirt. That, that Lamelo Sabonis pick and roll. Oh, <laughs> but you, but you're going to lose someone in that mix. So I it's, really like that. <laughs> um, that was a happy. That wasn't a sad or an angry. Um, you've got to you got to move one of those starters because somebody's going to lose. I like this answer though from Calvin on the chat. Um, anybody, <laughs> just straight for excellent. Anybody. Yeah, I, like, I, I like that he wrote that in, and I like that you thought it worthy enough to actually put on the screen. Just any, the one word answer. Any one single one center body. Well, I think they've also got to do something they've never done or historically done with Mitch Kupchak at the helm. Uh, they've got to look like they're trying to trade for somebody. Like they've got to, you know, put it out there <laughs> to, to just cover themselves. Because if they don't do anything, if they stand pat, and I know some people are saying, hey, let's chill now. Let's just see what's going on. Let's just don't mess up this roster. But I just think the more times you watch this, the more times you watch them get down by 20, 30, you know, just have days where they don't play any defense at all. People are crying for some sort of change, some sort of trade at the five spot. They've got to look like they're trying to do something. They've yeah, got to I mean, let some stuff leak. They've got to play the game. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you – I'm sure you both of you listened and, and watched intently to my solo show that I did oh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I said if if he doesn't do anything, I think Hornets fans would be fair in saying this is not a legitimate season. 
this was some kind of transition season to whatever they're going to be. But if you don't make a move, you are essentially signaling to Borrego and to the rest of the roster. Oh, hey, just guys, for JB. We're not, we're not good enough to do anything this season, so uh, just hang in there, guys. It, yeah, you bring that up. I want to get to some of these other questions. I appreciate you guys putting them in there. But you mentioned that, and I go back to Mitch Kupchak at the end of the season during media availability, really when everybody spoke, and he discussed the Hornets getting to that four seed and you have to be careful. You don't want to you know, have that kind of be a mirage and then alter what your true evaluation of this team is. And he said how tough that was because he, he in the moment when they got to the four seed fully healthy and looked pretty good, you know, he was he was like, well, may, maybe this is a team that can compete. I, I felt like Mitch was kind of venting to us how he was mentally wrestling with himself, trying to figure out, is this team good enough? Could this be a team that actually competes, quote unquote, in the postseason? And they're unquestionably healthy, better this year than last, especially with the development that they've had with some of the younger guys, LaMelo's ascension, Miles Bridges' ascension. So if he was wrestling with that last year, he kind of admitted that to us then I would just have to imagine, man, it seems like he would might have even moved off even a little bit more so, right? Like, this team is unquestionably better. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's never been more difficult to assess things in the current climate. I mean, you've got G League guys. you got uh, 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 the big three guys playing, I mean, for crying out loud, you know? So, like, who knows what's going on from night to night. And also the thing you have to remember, like, right now, as constructed, even if they add a piece, like, this style and the way they play right now is not built for success in the playoffs. I mean, what they're doing right now in the regular season, you can't feel confident about it working, you know, a couple rounds deep into the playoffs. So that's something he's got to be keeping his mind on, make a few more pieces in the years to come and kind of transition to a team that can slow things down and work in the half court a little better. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's tough. It's fun to have success. Uh, you just got to – you, you got to – you got to weed out the epic fails right those nights where they're just not showing up and i think they're on their way to doing that but people are going to get antsy every time that happens every time you know gordon hayward has uh a, a bad night with 17 points people are going to be crying for him to get traded so it's it's not going to slow down for this team mm -hmm. but that's you know that comes with some success doug did you want to get to this question first yeah or let's you want to take a quick yeah. break uh, let's do this question really quickly because okay. I have I have thoughts and I don't want to forget them. So KV McKinley asks on on YouTube, how do you make a trade without potentially ruining the teammate chemistry? What player are you trading? I think we we suggested uh, a few players who would be on the block if you trade for like a major centerpiece who needs the ball in their hands, and and that would disrupt some of the sort of on court chemistry. But I would flip this question around and say like, actually, I think a trade would benefit this team. I think a disruption of chemistry would benefit this team who, yeah. yeah because they seem to they seem to and they've even alluded to this uh you know in, in some of their answers about why the defense is struggling why the, why the the why they're getting off to these bad starts they're, they're not really they're, they're so friendly that they're not holding each other accountable enough and I think there's one way to hold uh the team accountable to say hey we're gonna make some changes here so I would kind of flip that around a little bit. Yeah, and also you you might even see the benefit of that. I, I don't know if I I don't know if I 180 degrees see the benefit of that kind of how you described. I just don't care. I mean, yeah. the, the, the kid for me, yeah, they're not winning it. games. I mean, yeah, chemistry's you know, not winning many games. For, for me, I just don't think the chemistry is going to get so disrupted that it's going to be a problem. If you traded Miles, then that would be a huge problem chemistry-wise. You're not going to, but you're not going to trade him, and neither should they. No, nobody should be asking for them to trade Miles right now. Nobody should be asking them to trade a Lamelo. If you trade, maybe, maybe even a Terry. You know, and, and just basketball-wise. 
I, I wouldn't mind trading Terry as much. We, we know my thoughts on what Terry is as a player, but even I can recognize chemistry-wise, those guys really like Terry. They look up to him. If you do talk about some of the guys that lead by example, I think Rogier is one of those players. And so even then, I think you would talk about chemistry being disrupted, but I don't think they're going to trade Terry, you know, and, pl and plus he just signed the extension. So, like, it, when we talk about players that could realistically be sent out that would affect the chemistry on this team, it's not going to disrupt it enough for them to play a lot worse than they are right now. That's in, in my opinion. I want to know some Christmas movies. I need some Christmas let's movies in this in this chat. <laughs> Let me know what are, you, what are your favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, let's do that. We'll get to some of the other comments in here as well. But now before we discuss True Build, you know why free trials renew without your consent. It's a business scam out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill instead to take control of your subscriptions. It's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for those things you don't want, need, or just simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. They've helped over 2 million users and saved them over $100 million total. It's unreal the kind of savings that Truebill helps you out with. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. One more segment to go. We talk Christmas movies. We talk some more of your uh, comments next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. All right, so so we've got Al, or we've got the question, how? Like, how did Miles do that? Can you help us end this debate with so much, an unbelievable amount on the line? Uh, Doug, I respect you to the nth degree, um, but Walker, I'm telling you, it was just, it came, it, every single person who saw that reacted that way. Some of us just are tight That's right. tighter than others, and I just had to release this from my body. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. You know, you think I would experience joy in that. It is the total one. It's the backhanded compliment of Doug getting to hear Eric Collins say to Doug, how much he loves him to the nth degree. Did he use that phrase? And then he said, but I agree. How was I agreed with? How was I right? And I still come out on the losing end of that. Makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I got a Christmas card from him. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What? No. I'm kidding. What? Um, no, that, I want to play that game as we kind of look at these comments. What is in Eric Collins' Christmas card? What does he write to you? Wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas. What is on the photo? I want to. I want to feel. I, I want to try to draw oh, the blueprint to an Eric happy, Christmas happy humdiddly holidays. Is yeah, what it <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. I feel like he's definitely got one of those that you know when it opens up, like some some sound. One of his calls comes out. You know oh yeah, I mean? like yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh, the mellow. Mm, I, I wanted to think more about that. Let's get to some of these Christmas movies that we have. Tyler Dickerson writing in Gremlins. You know, I've never seen Classic. Gremlins still. Oh, never seen it. A little, yeah. little young for that one, huh? Yeah, a little young. Also, I, I don't I know it's like kind of funny, scary, but I, I, I'm not into the scary type movie feels. Is it good? Do you like yeah, it? Oh, it's good. Uh, oh, Gremlins it's good. is not yeah. scary. I, I know. Like, it maybe it's, like a, it's kind of maybe funny as a child. Scary. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's All right. Uh, Gremlins, yeah, that's a great one. That's a sneak one. I haven't um, I haven't talked to my friends about that for this. Christmas. Is Gremlins 2 a Christmas movie as well? It was a year later. 
I, I, you know, I have to check. I'm not a big Gremlins two fan. <laughs> I have to um, check. Don't watch yeah. Gremlins two. Just watch Gremlins one. <laughs> that that made me laugh as much as anything. Almost like I have to check. Yeah, like, I got to check you on really that. Have to, work on <laughs> to see if Grim's, Gremlins two is a a good Christmas movie or even considered one. Jay Harris writes in Home Alone is the best Christmas movie. It's got to be everybody's at, at least that. top three, right? Nobody has yeah. that below the top three, do they? Uh, Probably Doug. I do might. you? I'm, uh, yeah, I think it comes in at four for me. Number one wow. is going to be Christmas vacation. Oh wait, I got to get my vacation get my sounder here. Yeah, let's do uh, the whole. Right. Uh, let's do the fanfare. Come on. All right, so yeah, all right, so I kind of ruined it because I already said my number one. Number three, Godfather. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Rewatch it. <laughs> Rewatch it. Rewatch it. It's some not of the, a Christmas movie. Some of the major plot points happen around Christmas. Christmas lights. Michael makes uh, some pretty key decisions around Christmas. Godfather, okay, huge Christmas okay. movie. I watch it every Christmas. Uh, number two, Jingle All the Way. Number one, Christmas Vacation. Wow, that is a list. Yeah, that's a... That's a list all over the place, which describes your show today, by the way, Doug. Like, th this is this is usually what you kind of bring to the table, but you've had some real brain buster type takes today. This is mm -hmm. this is right up there with them. I thought I thought Love Actually might be in your list, Doug. No Love Actually. I like that'd be number five. Yeah, That's you guys are one. just you guys are throwing them on the list. Yeah, throw I yeah, just one after the other. Elf would be number six. So yeah, I Home Alone at least top five might be a little safer, but. It's in everybody's top five. Oh. David, what, what's yours? Let's go. Where does Home Alone rank for you if you want to share your favorite one? I, I, I think the Mount Rushmore is Elf, Home Alone, uh, Christmas Vacation, and then you can th throw whatever you want into there. But I like uh, some of these less celebrated ones. Like I'm a big fan of uh, Just Friends with uh, Ryan Reynolds and, and Amy Smart. I don't know if you guys have watched that one a lot. Oh, a barely. Yes, I do um, know that. It's got a wow. lot of 90s type That's nostalgia. Chubby Ryan Reynolds, right? Exactly. And then he, and then he okay, that's right. I did that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> chubby Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that's actually what it said on the marquee and in the credits. Mm -hmm. Chubby. The Played by Chubby Ryan Reynolds. You know, I also like Four Christmases with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon yeah, you and a lot like of other people. Underrated one. I don't even know if they're underrated. They're just not well known. They're just, yeah, they're not. You can find them. They're out, they're out there and playing. But I think uh, any one of those you want to throw up there with three biggies, I think. Uh, and Oh, mm, Scrooged. Scrooged. How about Die Hard? Murray. You know, people so Die Hard, are we saying Die Well, if you're saying Godfather is a Christmas movie, I mean, Die Hard is. It is. Go watch uh, it. Just watch I mean, it. Watch it, all three hours. Die Hard is like It's a Wonderful Life if Godfather is going to be. I mean, that's mm -hmm. synonymous as much with Christmas if you're going to put Godfather in there. All you need to see is one thing Christmassy if you're going to put Godfather in there. For me, Mount Rushmore, you were on the, you were on the right train for me, David. Elf is up there. Love Elf. Uh, going with Home Alone, that's on the the Mount Rushmore. Home Alone Two is not bad, by the way. Good, not Mount Rushmore, but it's it's not bad. I'm going to Christmas Story. I know a lot of people oh, say that that's yes. overrated, but Christmas that's Story the is Rush, That's the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, there you and, go. And Christmas Story yeah, is it's is too, great. It's overplayed. It's overrated. No, it's, it's overplayed. Not, no, it's not. It's no, not. No, good. it is. It is the a jokes great tradition. Aren't funny. To, to have that. They are. It's brilliant writing. Really and, and I saw Jonathan Jones tweet this it's, out It's one Indiana time funny. It's Indiana no, no. funny. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's funny everywhere. It's funny everywhere. It's, it's Midwest the, funny. Electric sex in the window is some of the best writing you'll ever hear in your entire life. So thank you very much to A Christmas Story, an official Red Rider, Carbon, uh, Carbon Action 200 shot, range model, air rifle. I have, to say, that, I have to say this before we get out of here. So, by the way, the chat has really come through. A lot of great Christmas movies mm -hmm. in here. Uh, KV McKinley saying, 
Hawkeye is a new favorite Christmas okay. series. <laughs> That's a good one. Finale. I but I have finale. to I have to say something to our friend Best Impact, who is always good to come into the chat and, yep. and troll it up and and dice it up. And he's the Tasmanian Devil in here, man. And he I listen. I love it. Around. We need. We need. I think we need some of that energy in the chat. You can't make sure. that energy. You can't tell that energy to go away. I, Best Impact. I hope you stay in this chat. But if you're gonna stay in this chat, you have to do the fun stuff too. So Best Impact, I need your Christmas movies. If you want to stay in this chat and you want to troll oh. everyone about Lamelo Ball. You've got to give us your Christmas that, movies. That, that is that's, all I ask. You know what? That's such a good point by you. Like I, it's it's that guy. It's it's those guys that want to come in and stir stuff up. I want to see what their fun comments are. Like what? <laughs> how do they have fun? You know? Like how, what? Yeah. What's their favorite Christmas movie? Do they watch Christmas movies? Does Best Impact actually watch those? T- I don't know. It's interesting. Hey, there's a like new. There's an updated take on a Christmas story that you might uh, appreciate. It's called Eight Bit Christmas. It's on HBO Max, I guess. It's an updated version of it. Basically, the Red Rider BB gun is now a Nintendo, and it's kind of a look back at the at, a, at the '90s. And I watched mm-hmm. it the, the last week. I like when a new Christmas movie, you know, can get put into the rotations. So every time somebody comes up with a good idea that, that I think has some staying power, I'm a fan of that one. So check that one out if you like. If you're not, you know, watch The Godfather or Godfather Part Two. Yeah, 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 Christmas classics, both of those movies. Scrooge. Scrooge, I don't know if this is Scrooge as in like... Or Scrooge um, proper. Or is it Scrooged with Bill Murray? Murray. If if it's Scrooged with Bill Murray, I agree. I love Scrooge. That That would be number... That's going to be number seven. (laughs) Doug's seven favorite Christmas movies today in the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Really just a great show by you today, man. Like, I this just some wild off-the-wall stuff that you delivered in excellent form, only like Doug Branson could. Thanks for for joining us. Lockdown Hornets doing the Hive Live. We didn't live the Hive Life. That's okay. We talked about Christmas movies instead and gave you Doug's feel I feel alive. Best impact. (laughs) There's still time. There's still time. Give us your favorite Christmas movie. You've got five seconds. All right. I'm reading the outro. Come on, Best Impact. Let's get your favorite Christmas movie. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. We will not be with you tomorrow. We're going to be doing the Christmas holiday thing, so have fun. Watch your favorite Christmas movies. Watch Hawkeye. Watch Godfather do all of that (laughs) stuff with your family. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And then go to French Lick and use that advice as well. It's free. It's available on all platforms. Merry Christmas. We'll be back with you on Monday. All right. It's Home Alone 2, Best Impact. That's your favorite Christmas movie. I'm giving it to you. Congrats. Congrats.